scripture memory verse tonight. Luke 9.23 Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself daily and follow me. Luke 9.23 Anybody else? Luke 9. Go ahead. Uh, we do that often. They're like, uh, uh, Go ahead, Lana. Ladies first. Uh, I'm not going because I said else? ladies first. <laughs> Luke 9.23 Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Luke 9.23 Good job. Now, you know, if you have um, other text, I think there's two other, Mark and Matthew... They don't say daily, but daily is the connotation, and that's why I always choose to memorize Luke 9.23 instead of the other ones when they record this because it's a daily walk. So, Ray? Luke 9.23, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Luke 9.23. Good job. Anybody else? Thank you. Good job. Anybody else? Jim, I know you know the Bible. <laughs> you got it, the whole thing memorized, don't you? <laughs> like Tim so, I So we know that it's Jesus speaking. He's talking to his disciples, and he says to them all, Listen, so sometimes people think that, oh, well, that's for, uh, I'm glad, I wish my uncle would have heard that. I wish that, that my cousin would have been here. Man, that would have been a perfect sermon for my spouse. Listen, Jesus is saying this to us all. All of them, and then down the corridors of time, all of us. You know, when you hear a sermon, when you're listening, you're coming to listen for you. Now, if God gives you something that you can share with somebody else, that's one thing. But to listen to a sermon and to think that would be perfect for them means you're not listening with your heart to learn for you. It doesn't mean that you don't apply it later to somebody else. When I study, I don't study just for you. I study for me. I'm learning what I need to learn. And then I say, Lord, what do I need to give to them? And that's the way we're supposed to look at it. When we go to church, we're looking to hear from God. When we come to get equipped, we're looking to hear from God. And it's always got to be something that's applied to us that we own. And when you own it, then you can go give it to somebody else. But if you don't own it, it's nothing for anybody else. It doesn't help anybody else. There's, I mean, the Word of God will, will never return void. It will always accomplish what it's supposed to do. But it doesn't have any power unless you're doing it to... For yourself first and then giving it to others because you own it now listen it's for all of us do we understand that jesus is speaking to all of us the word of god is speaking to all of mankind it's not just speaking to some because there are those that teach that the bible is only for some but god died for all christ died for all now look what he says if 
a big word, isn't it? Notice this, because this has, it's a primary particle of conditionality. See, there's a condition he's getting ready to give if. If anyone, if whomsoever, this is anyone, whomsoever, whosoever, any person, King James wills, as Ray just quoted, will, desires is the word, uh, it's what wills means even, it means if you are, would be desirous, you would choose or prefer, that you would be about to, that you would turn your heart and be inclined to come after me. Think about this. That's what desire is. You have a desire. Anyone who wills to come after me. See, listen, there's nobody on the planet who hears the gospel message and wills to come after Jesus and can't get there. See, if you desire, if you search for him, you'll find him. If you draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. But you have to desire it. You have to turn to him. And so, because it's not that God is weak, that God's anemic, that God has no power. If you will to do it, God will make sure that you hear the gospel, that you know the truth. But you have to stop what he had to do. Let's watch. If anyone, whomsoever, any person, wills or, or, or turns their will over to come to me, not my will, but thy will be done. Here it is. Come after the word come is one of those words that I love. Same in the Hebrew as it is in the Greek. It means to go or to come. Either one. Because if you come to Jesus, he wants you to go. You're coming to him to learn so you can go. And, and, and the word means the same thing. If you, come, if you want to come after him, you're going to grow and you're going to go after others. And after means to follow. It's a word of direction. Now think about it, because he's going to get pretty serious. This He's still alive at this time. He hasn't went to the cross at this time. And he says, if anyone wills to come after me, what does that mean? Where is he going? Well, he's on his way to Jerusalem. He's going to go and be arrested. He's going to go be betrayed, spit on, mocked, beaten, crucified, go into the grave, rise on the third day, spend 40 days with the disciples speaking to them about things that pertain to the kingdom of God, and then he's going to send them to heaven and sit down Is that what throne. he meant by uh, deny ourselves? If any man will come after me, let him deny himself daily. We're getting ready to get to that. Or, We're getting ready to get to that. Okay. Right now he's talking about follow him, the direction. Where's he going? Do we understand the cost? He's going to go die. He had just told them that. In fact, I believe it's the previous verse, verse 22. If you back up, the Son of Man must suffer many things, be rejected by the elders, chief priests, scribes, and be killed and raised on the third day. You want to go? That's what he said to them. I'm going to die. I'm going to get killed. I'm being betrayed. You want to go? That's what he said. Yeah. Listen, that's what the world, that's what it means. That's what we're talking about here with the gospel. When we're allowed to run around in the world and do whatever we want, it's not the gospel. He gave his life for us. So why shouldn't I give my life for him? Amen. 
So look, then he I says, I mean, it wouldn't be easy, guarantee you, but. Uh, huh. If anyone wills to come after me, there's a person. See, so many times people go say, just have faith. Well, have faith in what? Jesus. Our faith has to be directed. Our belief has to be directed. It's not just we're out there somewhere hanging in the air. We're coming after Jesus, following in the same direction that he went. His direction was what? Listen, listen. He's not asking you to deny yourself and take up a cross and follow him till he did it first. Listen to me. He was in heaven. He was in heaven, God of the universe, all power, all authority. He doesn't need us. He loves us. He created us for fellowship. So what did he do? He denied his own deity and came down. He took off his deity and his prerogative to use certain things and put on flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And all he's doing is he went and led the way. And he wants us to deny ourselves. Whatever we think of ourselves, see, self is, is not good. Self is our flesh. The only good thing that dwells in self or in the flesh would be Jesus if he lives in us. Nothing good dwells in the flesh, the Bible says. We talked about this Sunday. If we walk in the spirit, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh because the spirit wars against the flesh and the flesh against the spirit. We can't be of both places. So you cannot Amen. go with Jesus unless you deny yourself. You cannot follow him. You cannot come after him unless you first deny what you want to do. See, that's why the American dream gets in our way. See, the American dream gives us other provisions, other assignments, other things to put on our calendar that this is what I want to do as opposed to go out and live for Jesus and tell people the word of God. Listen to me. When there's things on your calendar that get in the way, you say, well, I can't do that because if I did that, I wouldn't be able to follow my career. If I do that, I won't be able to follow, do this. I, and I'm planning in the future of retiring at this date and I got my 401k. Well, I couldn't tell people about Jesus because they would just boot me right out of this profession. That's not a good place to be at all. That's idolatry. That's putting everything else in self before Jesus. And we're supposed to deny ourselves. Self is not good. Listen, self is your worst enemy. When you get up in the morning and you're brushing your teeth and you're looking in the mirror, you're looking at the enemy. You're looking at the enemy because that enemy will either deceive you or will surrender to Jesus. And if he surrenders to Jesus every day, that's why it's daily walk. Paul said, I die daily. And if Paul died daily, why would we not think we need to get up and die daily? Why would we think that we can do whatever we want, wherever we want, whenever we want, and ignore Jesus and be okay? When the men of the Bible didn't, Jesus clearly says to people, if you want to follow me, you have to deny yourself. See, because self, the flesh, the world, and Satan, the three enemies that war against our soul... They're trying to get us to do what we want to do. They're trying to get us to believe a lie. That's why we were talking earlier about how all the news agencies are a lie. They're under the sway of the wicked one. They're trying to feed your flesh so your flesh will get riled up and your spirit will never have a chance 
to control your life. We're supposed to be walking in the Spirit. Well, what's the Spirit want you to do? Daily walk in the Word to learn the Word of God because that's the only thing that's going to change anybody for God is when you tell them the truth and their conscience is met with truth. You can't recognize a newscaster telling you a lie unless you know the truth. You have to know the truth or you'll sit there and look and go, really? There's systemic racism? Listen, the only thing that's systemic in the world is sin. It's, it's systemic sin because everybody has a sin nature. And if you give into your sin nature, who knows what's going to happen? What about like when, uh, like yesterday or either today, one of the two, there was something that happened in the church that a crime or something. Uh, or yesterday it was, there was a shooting. Nine people got shot in a church. And so did the newscasters pay somebody to shoot them? The congregants of the church or what? Huh. No, that's your systemic sin. People shoot people. Yeah. Death is the result of sin. Uh-huh. Nobody's saying that they paid them, but they yeah. you know what they did? They twisted the story to make guns bad and the guns did it, not people. Uh-huh. I guarantee you that. Yeah, I've they heard twisted that it before. to make the guns bad, not yeah. people. Because people, if you t if you give them the right medicine, they'll be okay. Uh -huh. People, if you give them the right education, they'll be okay. People, if you actually go in and, and sit them down and talk to them and counsel them, they'll be okay. Well, that's a life in the pit of hell. Yeah. The only thing that can save people is Jesus Christ. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah. Yeah. Just because they reported that there was a shooting in a church yeah. doesn't make the newscast good. When they did it, they gave it to you from a slant to push their worldview that is against God. He didn't say nothing against God. He just reported the incident and how it was. Okay. He didn't say you know, nothing against God. Well, you don't have to believe God. me, Ray. You can, you can look at the news and see it as a, something good for you. Well, if he did or say you can believe the word of God. against God, I would let you know, huh? Okay. <laughs> but he never. Okay. He just reported the incident Good. as news. Then he's a good newscaster if that's what he did. But I would have to have all of that in order to discuss it with you. Yeah. And you would have to pay attention in order to see that they were blaming the guns. Uh -huh. They always blame the guns. Yeah. And guns don't kill people. Uh-huh. People do. Right. Because of systemic sin, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's got nothing to do with that. But the news is pushing you a world view. Always. The places that Always. have the biggest gun restrictions have the highest crimes. Exactly. Huh. Yep, you're right. And so when you find yourself arguing with the Word of God, what you find yourself doing is arguing with God. Yeah. If you find yourself thinking that the news is good for you, uh, you not everything on the news is good. I'll grant you that. <laughs> no, nothing is. It's it's leading you down a alley to where there's no escape. You better pray about it. You better pray about it. Because you don't seem to be believing me. I, it's not that I. You better pray about it's it. It's not that I'm not believing you. But then on the other hand, see, I was I grew up on the news from the time I was born. Uh, 
Who but it's not, it's, not the, it's not the same anymore. Journalism is different than indoctrination. This is propaganda. Just like in the, the 30s when Hitler made sure that there was a radio speaker in every neighborhood and they gave propaganda across it so that people's hearts would follow down that alley into a dark alley and they couldn't escape. And then they made the Jews so abhorrent that when they were killing them, people turned their heads. And the same thing is going on right now. And it's coming through the news. It's coming through the news. You watch. Just like you said. You said you heard Joe Biden say he was going to go visit every house that hasn't taken the vaccination. Not personally. Him, the health department. Oh, probably. That's from the pit of hell. He said they will be paying a visit to your That's from the pit of hell. But on whose orders will they be doing it? That means that Joe Biden's coming. That means Joe Biden's coming. But listen, you've got to pay attention to the word of God, not to the news. You know, you know, here, here's the problem. When the Bible says, and, 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 and then the conversation's over and we'll move on with the word. When the Bible says the whole world lies underneath the sway of the wicked one, get out your calculator and figure out how much the I don't whole, have one. Uh, how much is whole? All of it. Uh, okay, so when you believe and listen to the news without being suspect and understanding that it's trash and it's pointing you and preaching to your heart, you're ignoring what the Word of God warns you about. The Word of God is warning you that if they're not underneath the Lordship of Jesus Christ, that they are leading you astray. You're supposed to be following Jesus, not the nightly news. Yeah. So be very careful. Okay, say like I'm not going to say no more. We're done with the conversation. Well, like we can talk after Bible study. There was this study. black guy in Indianapolis that Ray, shot Ray, Ray Crowder. We're going to talk after Bible study, okay? okay? We're going to move on okay. with the study. So, coming after Jesus, you can't be going after the world. You have to choose which one you're going to do. That's why we're going to get to deny self. You can't go after both. You can't do both. Doing both, you'll love one and hate the other. And see that, and that's all that it's trying to do. The devil is trying to get you to love the one and hate the other. And you're going to believe one of the world views. There's only one. There's a lie and there's a truth. And that's the problem in the church today. The reason people are apostate is because they do not believe the word of God. They do not listen to the Word of God. They want to listen to the entertaining media. They want to listen to the entertaining books. They want to look at the doctors of the world and the intelligentsia. And the intelligentsia has been taken over by the devil. It's always been there. God has allowed the devil. The Bible clearly tells us that he's out on bond to deceive the elect if it were possible. The only thing that Jesus warns us about is not to be deceived. So when you're listening to stuff that's not the word of God, you have to be careful. It's going to deceive you. It's going to grab a hold of your heart and it's going to stimulate your flesh and it's going to make you want to follow the flesh instead of deny it. It's going to make you want to act like that they're okay. I mean, it's going to tell you crazy stuff like, oh, well, people are generally good. No, there's systemic sin. People are sinners. We're all born with a sin nature. And so therefore, we're being deceived when we act like that everything is, is okay. And we can't blame it on one specific. Think about it. But saying racism is the problem 
instead of saying that sin is the problem, now everybody's looking at race. The problem is, is that we're ignoring the word of God. The problem is, is that marriage is supposed to be a man and a woman. Marriage is supposed to be listening to God and training their children with a man in the house that teaches and a woman that, that shows submission. And then a child is trained in the way that they're supposed to go. And when that doesn't happen, then your society falls apart because you're ignoring the instruction of God. And it's the same thing in the church. Why is the church falling apart? Why is it perilous times like we studied last week? Because the church is not listening to the word of God. The church is listening to the world. So you have perilous times. You have divorce rates that are out of control because there should never be any divorce. Marriage is once and for all forever. There's no such thing as divorce to God. And I know most churches will say, oh, but if they do this, no, we need to forgive. God says forgive if you, I mean, you got to move on. But we give everybody permission to get divorces instead of telling them to obey the word of God. It's not systemic racism. It's systemic sin that has the culture with no dads in the home. It's that simple. It's what God says. And that's why we have to learn the word of God. We need to surrender to the word of God because it's yourself that is deceiving you. There is no deception except for self-deception. When you hear the word of God and you don't become a doer, it's self-deception. You hear the truth. God is telling us the truth. He says, if you desire to come after me, what do you have to do? Anybody see the word? Deny himself. Deny. Abstain. Say no to your will. Say no to your desire. Say no to what you want to do. Say no to what the world is telling you to do. Say no to anything that is not godly and follow him. What is, what's, your, what's your plan for me, God? You begin to have a relationship. Think about it. You're going in life. Here's the, here's the pattern. Here's the example. You're going along in life, and you decide that you're going to get married. Wait a minute now. The two become one. Both of you have got a plan of where you're going, right? I'm going this way. He's going that way. Or she, whatever it is, the spouse. And now you've got to stop, deny self, and say, let's make a life together. Which direction are we going to go in? Well, what happens in America? What happens in the church? Both of them still want to keep going their own stinking way. They don't deny themselves, and then they think they can live together. No, it ends in divorce. Because neither one of them are listening. And they all think that they're the boss. They think they're the authority. And that's what we have right now today. Everybody thinks, I get to make my own decision. Guess what? You do. You have free will. And if you don't choose to deny yourself and follow Jesus, your free will will deceive you straight into the pit of hell. It's that simple. Nothing else. And if you argue with that counsel right there, guess what you've argued with? You've argued with Almighty God. He says you're going this way. And if you want to be married to me, now you have to stop and submit to me, deny yourself, and follow me. Where did he go? He went to the cross. Where did he go? He died. Where did he go? He gave up what he wanted to do and be sitting on the throne in heaven. And he laid his life down. He poured out his blood. The Bible even says, husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for what's himself. The same thing he's telling you to deny right here. Self. 
And the problem is, is we don't want to hear it. We want to stay in our pride. We want to have our own plans. We want to say, but I don't think so. And maybe we should try this. And maybe we should. No, it's real simple. What does the word of God say to me? Now, the hard part is, is you choosing to follow. Because your flesh wants to dominate you. Your flesh, this body of sin, there's a law in me of sin, the sin nature. Even Paul said, wretched man that I am, the thing that I want to do, I don't do, and the thing I don't want to do, I do. Who will save me from this body of sin? And then he said, I thank my God, because Jesus did, he will, and he can. He'll finish it if you let him. But if you don't deny yourself and fight daily, putting your flesh to death, your flesh will win. You'll think you're okay, but your flesh will win. You'll say, well, I'm doing this thing because I seen the other person, they were doing worse than me. I'm doing this thing because I'm doing what everybody else in the church is doing. What if everybody else in the church is following a false system and playing pretty and not doing the word of God? Are you okay then? No, you're following a false system. So you have to have a relationship with Jesus. What does it say in Galatians 5, 16 and 17? I say then, walk in the Spirit. In other words, listen to the Spirit. The Spirit is going to lead you in the Word of God. The Spirit is going to lead you in the truth of God. The Spirit is going to lead you into death to self so that you will share the Word of God with others. That's all the Spirit's here for, to convict of sin and righteousness and judgment. Everybody's a sinner. The only way to be righteous is with Christ. There's going to be a judgment one day. That's pretty simple. Which place are you going to be when judgment happens? The white throne or the Bema seat? The Bema seat, you get judged by your works, but you enter in as if by fire. The white throne, you get cast into hell. No second chance. So the devil comes down. God allows him to because we have this simple truth. We have the witness of the word of God. The devil takes over the entire systems. He's the prince of the air. So he uses the mediums, the news, mediums. They're mediums. It's witchcraft. It's sorcery to pipe in everything into your heart to get you to keep following yourself just like Eve did. Listen, we've got the example, Eve in the garden. Did God really say, let me tell you something else that you can follow with your flesh instead of denying yourself, Eve? But I really like that tree, but God said I shouldn't eat of it. Well, let me tell you, Eve, it's okay to eat of it. And what did she do? All of us are born in sin because she did not abstain. She did not deny herself. She did not listen to the word of God. Yet, they continue and continue, and we have veils on our eyes because we're not listening to the Word of God, which is clear. You know, they don't call them mediums, advertise them mediums for nothing. It's, a, it's a, like, like, get a clue. It's a medium trying to lie to you, trying to get you and entice you to buy this new TV. That's why they're doing that. So your heart goes after the TV. Now, buying a TV is not a bad thing, but if your heart is always chasing everything that the mediums are offering you instead of living for Jesus, and you think that the next TV is going to make you happy, what you're really doing is worshiping Satan. Yeah. And that's what the church is doing because we've been handed a false bill of goods. We have to deny ourselves. 
That's what he's saying, abstain. And, and take up your cross daily. But what does that mean? Well, you know, it's that woman God gave me. That's that cross I got to bear. Somebody teaches like that, and that's a ridiculous teaching. You know, in this day and age, when this was written, that they had hundreds of crosses that were hung on hills where people were dead on them. You would walk into down the road in Rome, and they, they used the cross for the worst criminals of Rome. If you didn't obey Rome's government, think about it because that's what's going on right now. If you don't obey the government, you could be killed. Joe Biden's going to come knock on your door if you don't obey the government and get your vaccine. There's no such thing as a vaccine, Greg. Good. Now we're learning. Listen to me. The devil rules with an iron fist. Jesus makes you free to swim and make a choice to choose his love. We're supposed to obey the government. We're going to talk about it Sunday. I hope it's a good sermon. I'll be there. We're supposed to obey the government until they tell us to do stuff that keeps us from being able to worship God in spirit and truth. Anything that they do to keep me from worshiping God in spirit and truth, that's how this entire country got started. They broke away and rebelled against a government that would not allow them to worship God in spirit and truth. we got to wake up, people. If you desire, if you will, in your heart, you're saying, this is what I want to do because I've tasted and seen that the Lord is good. I want to come after Jesus. I want to follow him. I want to take up my cross. Listen, that means death. That means death. I've been crucified with Christ. Not just in, oh, well, I pretty much understand that identity that Jesus died. i got to tell people about Jesus dying. No, it means death to what you want to do. Jesus, Jesus came to die on a cross. He denied himself as God so that he could become the sacrifice and die for you. And we're supposed to do the same thing. Oh, I could go have fun. I could go start a business. I could go make a lot of money. I could go take a lot of vacations. I could go do a whole lot of stuff and play around down here and be entertained and have a form of godliness and just chase pleasure. Right? I have that choice. But the punishment for that is death. That's the next verse, by the way. If you desire to save your life, you'll lose it. If you try to hang on to your life, you're going to lose it. You're going to die. Go to hell. But if you lose your life for his sake, for him, give it away for him, you'll save it. That's the only way to save it is give it up. So it does you no good to hang on to it. So the only thing to do is to cry out to him from the pit of your belly, from the pit of your heart, and say, Lord, help me to deny myself because my earthly appetites are killing me. See, that's what they call addiction. That's a lie from the pit of hell, too. There's no such thing as an addiction. That's a medical term placed on something, just like they've done with every other sin. It's systemic sin, not systemic sickness. It's habitual sin. We call it addiction. We say that so everybody can communicate. But addiction is just habitual sin. No matter what you do habitually, that becomes your habitual sin. 
That becomes the thing that you're worshiping, that your appetite will not turn loose of because you have an appetite for it more than you have an appetite for God. And the only one that can save you from that is God. The only one that can save you from that is when you cry out to him and say, Lord, I do love this. I do agree. I am doing this, and I'm so sorry. And then he is the only one that can set you free from it. Nobody else can. Nobody else can. Fauci can't. See, that's what everybody's following is Fauci instead of faith. We're living by Fauci instead of faith. I hate to say that. That's kind of funny. But it's demonic. We're controlled by fear instead of faith. Listen, God loves us. He loves us and give us a love letter and he tells us the truth. And you know what we do? Don't want to believe it. I'm going to believe the other story. I'm going to believe the other word. I'm going to believe the other testimony. I'm going to believe the other book. I'm going to believe the people who have PhD behind their name instead of God. Listen, those people with PhD behind their name, they're not all bad, but they couldn't even breathe without God. And they are deceived and deceiving. So listen, what is denying self, abstaining from? Look at this. What is it that you refuse to deny yourself? It means to deny utterly. It actually means this. Listen, to disown. Why would you disown yourself? Because you sold yourself. When you believed in Jesus, you were bought and paid for with the blood of Jesus. You don't own yourself anymore. You said, I'll take heaven. I'll take salvation. I'll take delivered back into the family. And I'll sell myself to you, Jesus. Or we can allow the devil to continue to use us and lie to us. It's pretty serious stuff, but the church don't seem, the church in the world don't seem to be getting serious with it. That the word of God is here clearly to wash us and cleanse us, to wake us up when we're confronted with truth. When we see the light, we have to choose to follow the light, to follow the word of God. Notice itself, notice it's personal. It's not, it's not just one, one, it's not just a whole body of people, which we do come together as a body, but it's deny self, deny the person. So each one of us has to do it. It's a personal thing. It's a personal relationship with God. There's no other way. It's personal to you that you have to abstain. Remember Sunday morning when we talked about this with Peter, if you were here on Sunday morning? Isn't that what we learn in uh, uh, 1 Peter 2.11? He said, Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. See, I, it's against the soul. Our flesh is, is where we make our decisions from. Right? Because if we're living in a, in a sin-filled world and we have a sin nature and we're not letting the Spirit lead us, then our flesh is what's making our decisions. And our flesh has been controlled by the devil and by the world. That's why we have to make a decision based on what the Spirit says. What's the Spirit say? Deny yourself. Abstain from what is warring against your soul. It will kill your soul. And then do what, Greg? Take up, bear your cross, Take up and die. 
again, back to where we were at, because I went on a sidebar, uh, the most cruel form of death ever been thunk of. See, we've tried to make it humane now. We do electric chairs. We do lethal injections. You know, we, first we went to hanging. You know, if Jesus would have came during cowboy and western days, what would have happened? Take up your rope and follow me. Yeah. <laughs> electric chair. Take up your electric chair and follow me. Listen, he came during a time when the Romans had perfected crucifixion. They had perfected pain and suffering. They would put the nail in in a way where it would hit the nerve here in your arms. They, 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 put it, they put a little spike underneath his, or a little peg underneath his feet, all of them that they would crucify. That when they were hanging there, and I believe it was like this, I don't believe it was like this, I believe it was like this, uh, hanging on a stick, one stick, um, and you couldn't breathe because the pressure would pull your lung cavity down and you couldn't breathe. So the other way to breathe is that nail that's between your legs is on another nerve. And when you breathe, you push up with your feet, and that pain would be excruciating just so you could raise up and get one breath. And then you go back down. It was, it was, it was horrible. That's why the Bible doesn't put it in there. I mean, the Bible wants you to remember his great love held him on the cross. Like we were talking earlier. You know, this is, for the Christian, this world is the worst it ever gets for your life. It's the worst it ever gets. And when you get to heaven, we're not going to remember much of this stuff because he's going to wipe it all away. But for the unbeliever who will not believe in Jesus, this is the best it's ever going to be for them. Right here. If we don't learn to... Now see, Jesus, what did he do? Here's the great part. Jesus perfectly, perfectly took up his cross, denied himself, and died for us. And he gives us that free righteousness. He gives us that free position in heaven. And he took ours in sin. He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That position has been given to us. But not so that we can go on in sin. Not so we can go on and just do everything that we want to do. But so that the penalty for sin was taken. He took it. The, the power of sin was taken. He took it. And now he sets us free to run this race and follow him. Deny self and take up our cross and follow him daily. And be a witness to other people. And if we fall short and blow it, if we, if we accidentally mess up, if we go, oh, my flesh is so stinking bad and we mourn over our sin and we confess with him, then he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But he didn't set us free so that we could just run and fall and do whatever we want, live any way we want, do anything we want, and think that we're okay. That type of freedom is not freedom at all. It's bondage. That type of salvation is not biblical salvation at all. So we take it up. We pick it up. We hold that banner. We know that we're crucified with Christ. And we do that daily. You know why we do it daily? Because your flesh wants to rule your life. Doesn't your flesh want to rule your life? I mean, anybody that's been a Christian for very long at all will know that the flesh tries to tell you what to do. 
Well, I don't want to go to church today. I think I'll stay home and sort my socks. I don't want to learn about Jesus. I don't want to read my Bible. I don't want to pray. I think I'll just do this. Everything else is, is more enticing. I was talking to a guy today, and he goes, oh, I didn't read my Bible till 2 o'clock today. I've been getting up every morning and reading it, and I didn't do it till 2 o'clock today because I was watching TV. See, that's what your flesh wants you to do. Because when you read the Word of God, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And the Word of God will keep you from sin, but sin will keep you from the Word of God. If your flesh wants to live and be in control, you will never get in the Word of God. And then, of course, cross daily. It's a daily walk. It's a moment-to-moment walk where you're trusting in Him. You're asking the Holy Spirit to lead you, guide you. You're asking the Holy Spirit to fill you over and give you power so that you can actually resist and abstain and say no to what your flesh wants to do. And then follow me. Be in the way with me. Why do we want to follow Jesus? Because we know where he's sitting at. See, we know the end of it. He rose from the grave. He ascended into heaven. He sat down on the throne in heaven. And that's where we want to end up at. We want to end up in heaven. So we got to follow him. we got to go through daily crucifixion, daily death to what I want to do, daily. But there's these enemies. Now, I just want to read this, and then uh, we'll close. I want to read what's going on afterwards. Notice 24. Listen, if you don't have a desire to deny self and take up your cross and follow him, you should be pleading with him every morning on your knees, asking him, where am I missing it, Lord? Because I know that's what I'm supposed to do. That you said, you instructed me in the word of God that if anybody wants to come after me, this is what has to happen. So I, Lord, want to come after you. Will you help give me that desire? Help me to deny myself. Help me to take up my cross daily and follow you. For whoever desires, whoever wills is King James to save his life will lose it. Notice what he's talking about. He's talking about your physical life. If you want to keep living your physical life the way that you were living it before you said you met Jesus, You'll lose it. Even after I met him for a while. If you try to hang on to it, you will lose it. Because you're going to get cast into hell. But whoever loses his life. You ever been lost? Think about it. You want to be lost on purpose. Because sometimes people go, man, aren't you, are you awake? Didn't you hear the news today? Are you awake? Are you lost or something? Where have you been? You've been sleeping? Remember the, remember the guys on, and, and I I'm sorry, on the road to Emmaus, and they're like, they look at Jesus, and like, what's going on, guys? You look so sad. Like, where are you, are you a stranger? Have you not heard? Did you not know that Jesus was crucified? And we had, we had thought he was the Messiah, was going to save Israel. It's like, well, see, he knew. We know what's going on in the world. The problem is it's warring against our soul. It's yelling for us to come and enjoy it and ignore God. But God is crying out for us and giving us his spirit and his blood and saying, you ignore that and tell them about me. And there's only one of the two you're going to do. 
And, and, and we learn to follow him better daily as we practice it. Or we learn to feed our flesh better every day as we practice that. So whichever one we give over to, you know, Billy Graham used to tell the, the story of uh, <coughs> the old man that would come down from the hills every Friday night and he would fight his pit bulldogs. I know it's not politically correct. Uh, and he would fight his pit bulldogs. And every Friday night, he would go home back up to his house counting his money because he would win. And they go, how in the world do you win every Friday? How do you know which dog is going to win? He says, it's pretty simple, guys. It's the dog I feed the most during the week. That's the one that's going to win. It's the strongest. So if you feed your flesh with everything that's a lie, don't be surprised when you can't abstain from it. Don't be surprised when you can't deny it. Don't be surprised when it dominates you and your physical appetites take over and you go, wow, I'm addicted. No, you're habitually intoxicated with yourself. You're habitually intoxicated with self. And you're feeding self's appetite. That's why I told you guys the other day we were talking about it. The reason God tells us to fast is to defeat the flesh, the physical appetites. The reason we fast is to say, God, help me here. Not give me my way, but to teach our body that man will not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I want to, I want to continue in the spirit, not being led by the appetites of my flesh. Not being led by the next iPhone and the 5G or the next TV or the next car or the next thing. I want to be led by the Spirit of God to do the will of God. And you know what it's going to look like to a lot of people is that we're insane. It's going to look like to a lot of people is that we're crazy. Don't you want to have a career? Don't you want to make that? Don't you want to do this? Don't you want to be like everybody else in the American dream? No, that's idolatry. I want to be like Jesus. I don't want to follow the world. I don't want to follow the lie that tells me that there's more than two genders, that anybody can get married, that God never spoke and created, but that it's all evolution and we came from monkeys. See, that is following. What they're doing is following the animal sentiment. It's, it's following the animal spirit. It's, it's just living by basic instinct of appetite that whoever is the strongest gets it all. But that's not what, you know, that would be God, wouldn't it? That, and he Amen. denied himself. He was our example. He denied himself to teach us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, that we should live soberly in this present evil age. And boy, it's easy to preach about. But we all have physical appetites that we have to put in the grave. And the only way to do that is to remember that we're dead. To remember that we've been bought by the precious blood of Jesus. And to remember that we're following him. Go on with this. Look what he says after that. 25. 9.25. For what profit is it to a man, a woman, a person, whomsoever, if they gain the whole world? Think about it. I got the whole world. I own it all. And lose my own soul. See, this only thing this world is about, the only thing down here is about this earthly tent is where your soul is going to be for eternity. It's not about anything else. So who's my government? Who is going to lead my life? Is it going to be God or is it going to be the worldly government that's underneath the sway of the wicked one 
that's using all of the mediums and all of their sorcery to deceive me. See, I'm not telling you to, to rebel against them. I'm telling you that you need to know that they're not for you, they're against you. They're wanting to take everything that you have. They want you to serve them with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength instead of serving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. They want you to be in idolatry and put them first and not God first. So what, 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 would, you, what would it profit you? What, where do you profit if you follow what the world is saying and destroy or are lost? It means go to hell. Pretty nice way to put it. And then look what he says in verse 26. Because this, I'm going to tell you, this right here, Verse 26 is going to tell you whether or not you're falling for the lie, whether you're led by the Spirit or led by your flesh. For whoever, this again, whosoever is ashamed of me, of Jesus, and my words. See, he's told us to go and make disciples of all nations. Go and share his words with others. And when we don't, it means we're ashamed. Whoever is ashamed of me and my words, of him, the Son of Man, will be ashamed when he comes in his own glory and in his fathers and of the holy angels. But I tell you truly, there are some standing here who shall not taste death till they see the kingdom of God. And of course, he's referring to the next text. But, but listen to me. What are you following today? Who is leading you? Is it your worldly appetites that you cannot abstain from because you're not denying self? I mean, this is a clear, one of the most, it's one of the first scriptures I ever learned to memorize. It's a clear scripture where, you know, I want to get up every day and go play golf. I want to get up every day and go have fun. I want to get up every day and go to Florida and go to the beach. I want to get up every day and I don't care what it is in your mind. I want to sit on the couch and be a couch potato. But Jesus says you want to deny that and do what he's called us to do. And he's called us to be his ambassadors. He's called us to take his word and his truth to tell other people that if they keep trying to gain this world, they're going to lose their soul. He's called us to go out and proclaim that. And you can't just talk about it. You have to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only, or you are deceiving yourself. It's called self-deception. It's the only kind of deception there is. Oh, yeah, the devil can be involved. The world can be involved. But you know the truth, so you are making a rational choice to follow your physical appetites, or you're making a choice to say, Lord, I need your power, your strength, your might. Your direction. I need the power of heaven to help me to stop following my habitual lifestyle. Because sin is good for a moment, but it's always going to end in death. So we want to cry out to God and ask Him, as Jesus did in the garden, He said, Not my desire, not my will, but thy will be done. See, that's what that word is. Not my desire, not, not my will, but your will be done, Lord. Use me. You bought me. Live through me. 
Give me a desire to be in your word. Give me a desire to tell others. Give me a desire to live in a way so that they will know that you truly are the only God of the universe. Give me a desire to be involved in this. See, because nobody can touch you. You're indestructible until God's finished with you. He's God. So I was looking at the time. The verse for next week then. You know, I'm going to do it. Um, a couple pages over. Luke 11, 13. I wanted to go to another verse, but I'm going to do this because I'm telling you about the Holy Spirit and walk in the Spirit. And your power is in the Spirit. The Spirit is our guide. The Spirit is our teacher. The Spirit is the one that's going to help us deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow Him. So we really got to go over here and look at this. And if you look, Luke eleven thirteen says, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Listen, because it's all about the work of the Holy Spirit in your life right now and taking everything that Jesus has done and presenting it to you and you believing it and following it. So next week, Luke eleven thirteen. 13. Uh, look at that. Memorize it. Uh, ask God what it means to you. And we will discuss it next week. Amen? Amen. Amen.